He slept in his parents' bedroom until he was 13. He wet the bed until he was 14. He doesn't know how to ride a bike. Apparently, he has friends. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Wexel. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. I'm Evan Wexel, and this is a podcast where I interview a different Facebook friend every episode. Uh, if you can tell, I'm outside right now uh, for the weather. But regardless, <laughs> you can hear old episodes at awkwardwithevan.com and of course download at uh, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and of course five-star reviews and sharing on Apple Podcasts is the bestest of best. And of course, to support patreon.com slash funny Evan. Um, hope you guys are doing okay where you are as we hopefully start to reopen percentage by percentage, I guess is how it's going down. Um, I finally got uh, this current Facebook friend on with me. Uh, it's been a while. I was trying to, for a while, get him on. And uh, he, he took a chance on me like several years ago. He paid me. I was doing uh, some, some writing for him and he helped me uh, – discover the idea of like what if every republican candidate based on 2016 was a wrestler and what if i could just write that up as a as a as an article and i did that it was great and um i just kind of stayed in touch with the guy and right now he's in new york he's kind of dealing with everything with new york has obviously been the most the the hardest hit spot in america so i'll get his perspective and it was kind of interesting he kind of uh interviews me as much as i interview him uh his name is alan zeitlin uh, journalist, uh, former teacher, and uh, he also has um, some health stuff he's coming up against. So we get into that, and uh, hopefully you guys will, will be intrigued and listen in. Uh, this is my talk with Alan Zeitlin. All right, guys, this is Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. I'm going home for this one. I'm going home to New York, and I'm bringing on a journalist and former New York City teacher, his name is Alan Zeitlin, and he took a chance on me, so I'm taking a chance on him. Hello, sir. Hey, how are you, Evan? Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. How's your night so far? Uh, you know, early, three hours earlier than you. So, you know. Yeah, well, I, a crazy thing that happened. I decided uh, I have something called complex regional pain syndrome, okay. which uh, struck me while I was playing softball in Central Park in uh, 2018. Whoa. And despite being 40, I could hit the ball pretty far and throw people out of the plate and amaze people and play better than 20-year-olds. But I hit a foul ball, and I felt like the bus ran over me. So people were actually laughing at me, and I figured, you know, what the hell is going on here? And I thought, I'm not joking, something is wrong. And went to different doctors, had nerve blocks, ketamine infusions, and all different things in the city of complex regional pain syndrome. And I yeah. said, well, what is that? They said, well, basically, we have no cure. I went to the Mayo Clinic, and... I couldn't play softball anymore, and then I couldn't teach anymore, but I could still write articles. But basically, with my body, just totally like I was in a fight with Mike Tyson, and uh, oh. you wouldn't want to be in that. No. So so it's kind of like you're just kind of trying to like hold the fort down with in terms of your body as, as things move like along. Like rib pain, leg pain, everything. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so then with uh, it being in New York City, I figured you know, I'm not going to leave my apartment. Yeah, and I'll, uh, you know, one doctor advised not to leave because I have a fragile immune system. So somehow I had horrible foot pain. So I went from seeing no humans uh, mm. from like March twenty, March, uh, March twentieth to May third or fourth. 
I said like four doctor's appointments in two days. They're like, maybe you have a blood clot, maybe you have this. I said all these tests. I said, you don't have a blood clot. You don't have kidney malfunction, but you do have cellulitis. I'm like, cellulitis? What the hell is that? <laughs> like, well, you were barefoot and you stepped in something. And, and I, of course, you Google everything online and it says it could be fatal. So I'm like, yeah. there are many ways to die. I don't want to die from stepping in something in my own apartment from being barefoot. And uh, unfortunately, I had friends that passed away from COVID. And, of course, that's the main thing that everyone is you know, afraid of. So we're in all these obviously crazy times and that's on everyone's mind. Yeah. Uh, so to have cellulitis is very odd. So I have that. And now I just got it again. Wow. But uh, I, I hopefully I'll be all right. And knowing your show, I know you have the, an, be an expert in sports in the front of the song. Uh, yes. so I heard that many times. But are you, are you sad that he's not uh, going to be on full time anymore? Oh, Francesa. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I don't I don't listen to him as much since COVID started because uh, he, right. he, he's, he's a bit more he's a bit more doomy. Like he kind of just like he kind of has these like mood swings on his Twitter. So it's kind of funny. I don't I, li- I listen to him when through like back after this Funhouse uh, tweets out the stuff right. about him. So what were uh, your thoughts on the WWE wrestlers being essential workers in Florida, but not in other states? No, you know, the Iron Sheik is definitely essential wherever he is. <laughs> he should be I don't essential. Know about the rest I know you get. It's kind of funny. Like you watch him and these like wrestlers. You know, they they like no way Jose is a wrestler. They flew down. Like I'm flying down to to Florida to fight on Monday Night Raw. Then on Tuesday, I'm being released with 30 other wrestlers because of COVID 19. So it's rough. Um, so. You know, I, it's good that that they have a place they can still do their thing. It's just extremely odd without an audience, and I think we'll appreciate them more when they're back. So, yeah. I don't know which is weirder without an audience: wrestling or UFC. Which do you think is? I I haven't seen much of the UFC. I think the UFC you can. It's just there's so much like intentional give and take with a crowd when like all your timing relates to an audience. Like, and you'll see even right. wrestlers turn to the audience like they're used to. Or they'll like, you know, do the same thing. They'll stand up on the turnbuckles and hold their arms up and there's no one to look at except the broadcasters. So it's rough. Right. Yeah. Right. For me, even, you know, watching these, I, uh, I've taught journalism for 15 years in New York City. Like, I just wondered the TV journalists, how can they say, the, report the news with a straight face without, you know, being upset or, <laughs> I wondered with the Kennedy assassination, of course, you had Walter sure. guy crying at big events and, just in reporting all the dust, I really wondered how they could report it. And then in New York, you know, the CBS, the first time they said, well, we're not, we're now not in the New York States, we're in Connecticut. Right. And then, you know, I wondered, well, why weren't people wearing masks? And then right. the I said, soon we'll see Trump with a mask, but then we never saw him with one, but I'm sure he has to at some point. He had one in at Ford. I think he went there last week and he had one on for a little bit, but you know. So, it's good, at least there. Yeah, <laughs> there's something. Um, we initially yeah, met... You know, the sports being a way that people could try to get a release, but on the other hand, you know, it's very tough. There are plans with Major League Baseball, I know, to try to have it. Do you think any of them will be successful? I've heard a lot of plans. It's just tough because if one person gets sick, that fear and that wanting to be safe will permeate everything. Right. That's the biggest, that's the biggest challenge because, I mean, you know, the night Rudy Gobert got it, you know, they could have kept playing the game, but... They're just, you know, we they, we were given a really uh, 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 pessimistic model probably in the very beginning, and we we got a lot of stuff thrown at us early, and you know we were kind of we're kind of been going off of that ever since. Um, but you know, obviously, this thing is real, and people are getting it, and it's can be right, contagious like any other virus. Lives by that by that game, people started taking it seriously once the NBA shut down. 
So hopefully, you know, if NBA can step up and be like, you know what, we, we have precautions and we can keep going, that would be good. Because I know baseball is probably going to find a way to get it done. NFL is going to just let it do their thing. And um, yeah, hockey, we'll see what hockey does. I mean, you know what, you have to kind of just don't, don't forget who you were um, before March 2020. That's all I'd say is just... right. That's all, that's all, you know. I know some golf some golf courses are still open, but I don't know right. that golf is really a sport. But. No, it isn't a sport. I could do a whole rant on that, and Don LaGreca has, which was very nice of him. Uh, but I don't no think... one's playing golf, playing golf, right? What? I think my definition of playing as a sport is there has to be a chance that you would fall down. Yeah, it's like, uh, okay, there could be a chance you would fall down. There has to be a chance of being in better shape at the end of the activity than when you started. That's another um, good one. There, there should be some kind of like, you know, like increased muscle tone or increased cardiovascular health after the fact, which, mm-hmm. which maybe like, you know, like the thing is like, you have some like weight training or even, even bowling, which is, it's an, more anaerobic, but, uh, you know, that you're definitely working out the arms. I mean, it, at least one, but you know, really? uh, so I would say I'm, I'm just so, I don't know. A lot of people I know like golf and obviously I have relatives that love it. So I'm gonna, I would, in I would New York love City, to you have people that were like running furiously. And it's almost as like, if you're fit enough, you'll be okay. Cause like it was first sold as like, if you have a good respiratory system, you'll be fine. And obviously it hurts older people more, but it's just interesting. They obviously want to always be fit, but then you have a lot of unfortunate blaming of people saying like, Oh, like, if people are obese, they should take care of themselves. And right. you know, it's, not, it's, not, it's not exact science of how it works, even though there are different factors. Yeah, I heard this Minnesota senator on a podcast where he's like, here's the cycle. You give them fear, then you, then you figure out who to blame. You give them more fear, and then you look to a leader to take us through it. So, you know, you know you're, you, you, but I just, you know, I hope we can get a vaccine soon. I taught, you know, we have many great students in New York City in the whole country. I know you're a parent. I'm not a parent. Right, but I always know, you know, what do you what do you tell your children, and how do you give them the right information without scaring them too much, and you know, being a role model as a parent. So how do you yeah how do you really imbue that to your to your children? You have one child or two? No, no I have one. He's eight. He's eight. We've been doing Zoom school. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, I, he he has he has a medical exemption because he had a bad uh, reaction to a past vaccine, and and the idea of that is like you've got headlines coming out of England saying, you know what, we've got to hurry with this vaccine. Otherwise no one's going to have this anymore. Or, you know, you know, it's, it's kind of like the flu shot where is it the kind of thing you need every year? Is it 50% effective? Is it 30% effective? Or is it just, just leave the environment naturally like as SARS and Ebola and MERS has before us. So, you know, it's a good thing. I hope thing it leaves and gets the hell out of here quick. I, yeah. I, I don't know if anyone has the answer. But it but might I, be. I would, mean, but. it would. And I mean, if people want a vaccine, they should, they should get it. And, and if, it, if, if it's, if they, if it's safe and they've done the studies on it, it's great. Um, but I, you know, I try to not share irresponsible stuff and I found an NIH study where, you know, they let a asymptomatic COVID person around like 455 people and none of them got it from him. So uh, hopefully more things like that are, are at least showcased or are released and, you know, but it's, it's hard. You can find signs on either side. So you got to just kind of play it by ear and uh, right. you know, not to, you know, to get too, too out of your head and, and forget, you know, don't forget your, you know, free country you're in right now. So, right. Yeah, and I think the 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 lacking of sports is you know the people like to escape reality right. from their from their regular job or if they're yes. not in a good relationship or if they hate their boss or if they have a family way they can kick up their feet have a beer and watch the Mets lose. 
Yes. Or watch the Yankees win or watch something. And then when they have nothing to watch and they're just watching, it was very eerie watching. I think I was watching something. I complained. You no, know, I had a good, I was complaining about watching Bassfish on ESPN. <laughs> and I literally cried when I saw the, an ESPN highlight where they were showing, I, don't, I forget who, two NBA players playing right. NBA Live on PlayStation. And that oh, yeah. was the highlight they were showing. Oh, did was, you watch any I, Korean I would baseball? Rather see nothing than that. I would, that. That actually scared me horribly. I said, this is a world I never imagined. <laughs> did you watch any Korean baseball? That I never did, but I heard <laughs> that they had mannequins in the stands. Yeah, they had so, mannequins you know. and I, I don't know, some controversial stuff mannequins were doing. I don't know. It's a strange, it's a strange setup. I don't know if America would Who do that. Imagine if that was your job to design the mannequins or prove the mannequins that would go on the stands. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what kind of look they're going for. They're probably just going to sell them to, uh, they should probably just like, if there's going to be empty seats, you should just have sponsored mannequins in the, in the, in the seats. Like this is, this is, is state farm mannequin in the first row here. And here are all the like Liberty mutual mannequins in this row. So, you know, we'll see how they, they take advantage of that, but you know, sports but I mean, without if they a do crowd. Baseball, they should, the umpire can't stand right by the catcher and batter, right? Cause would they breathe uh, in a safety? It's a, it's a good chance to like try out the, electronic strike zone um and then the empire I don't know can how you like argue with that to argue with the machine if they're mad at the balls and yeah strikes, that's better than uh, what I, getting a, getting a what i've heard is the umpire would relay the the call like he'd hear it he'd hear what the machine says and then he'd tell people what it was so that they know oh that makes sense so you know who knows uh yeah it's just where you kind of rush all these things like you know like dh now probably for both leagues this year no matter what um, also with the NFL draft, they said, okay, we can have that, but the NBA is saying they have to move it. I'm not sure. What I, don't, I the think NFL they want to get there. That night, but yeah. I think they're just set on getting the, the season started up. I hope, and they can just get these playoffs. Cause the through. NBA can still have their draft and still not knowing their season is. It almost just seems right. like the NFL is like, we're going to play and no matter what. And the NBA is saying, you know, we have to be more cautious cause we're the ones that need to stop. Yeah. And if I'm not like a premier prospect, I would I would go back to school because. The, but then he's like, "Will my school be open next year?" But I don't he, think any of the schools will be open until <laughs> at least January. Yeah, I know. So it's crazy. It's it's uh crazy, man. But wait, we how did we first get in touch? Like you had SportsSanityNYC.com. Was that that was like some? Yeah, site? I had a website when I was I was writing a lot about sports. I've written about everything except for business, but I write a lot about sports. Big Mets fan, big Giants fan. Yeah, And I always like to see humor because I have a lot of friends that are comedians in New York City and I always found great humor in sports. You know, the, you know, you can't please everyone, but I'm a big right. Mets fan. It seemed like they would find any way to lose but still be humorous. Like they would have right. Bartolo Colon. Like <laughs> even Bartolo Colon today, I don't know if you saw it, released a workout video or something. Oh, man. So, you know, you have things that you thought were never possible. You never thought Brady would leave the Patriots. You never thought right. there could be a pandemic and you never thought cologne would or told cologne would release a workout video like these things are all crazy yeah and i had an argument with a friend of mine of whether it's even okay to make jokes in this period and then i wanted to write an article about it because on the one hand you know it's horrible there's so much death and it's insanity like we can't even deal with it and other people said you know you have to use whatever tool you can whether it's comedy whether it's sports whether it's talking about something because if you focus only on disease and death you'll make yourself crazy you can't find yeah I mean, yeah. I mean, as my viewpoint is, obviously, it, it, it sucks because there's like this social media cancel culture going on right now. Like anything that, you know, is at least a bit edgy will, will bite you. But I mean, if you if you can reach a point or, or not just care and do whatever and just not back down when 
the backlash happens, I'd say if if you have that idea, like put it out there. Just say it. I mean, the whole uh, idea of who is essential is really very psychologically introspective. It can make you think of you know what's what's essential in the food you eat and all the relationships and everything. And like, right. You know, you, you people going to four star restaurants now realizing they're needed and all those other things. But we'll see. Yeah. Definitely need to live, and we need to be. Yeah, I mean, we're not happy with with leadership here in California. Uh, my wife and I actually went to a, a restaurant uh, today that was, you know, kind of doing things under the table in terms of like opening, but you know, we were the only ones there sitting outside. Um, but I was like, we didn't want to post on social media, but I was like so tempted to like say this was social put put on social media and say like my location was like city hall and this was like the mayor's place. So the mayor was like, right. well, outside is obviously thing. always much better than indoors. Yeah. I was petrified being indoors in the doctor's appointment because when I went in, yeah, this woman in front of me just announced really loudly that she had COVID. Like <laughs> as if it was a surprise. And she's about twenty feet in front of me. She just yeah. saying that she wanted everyone to know she had it. So oh, I just God. went as far back as I could. And then when I was leaving the office, I yelled at this guy. I had I had a mask and he did too. I, I just pointed him to move and I said, Can you move? And he said, Oh, I heard it's okay if you have a mask. It's okay to stand in front of someone for no reason and just stand in front right. like a fool. But right. there's no circumstance where you need to stand like a fool blocking someone. It's not, yeah. uh, I, I don't get it. Yeah. Do you, now is your, with I found that I watched the Karate Kid and Dirty Dancing to try to get myself, a lot, a lot of 80s movies to try to like get my mind off things. Oh, what sure. is you trying to clear your head? Yeah, it's weird. Like I watched Billy on the Street on Netflix during this and it's like, like right. look at him talking to all these people up close and shaking hands and everything. Oh, it's filthy. So, you know, it just everyone like, has their own thing. I hate the people yeah. that are saying, you know, you shouldn't go to chocolate and have cookies, you should be on a perfect diet. Right. You should be happy to have food. And I don't mean that as a joke. Everyone should be happy to have food. There are people that don't have food. Right. If you have food, you should eat it. And it's better to be a few pounds heavy than a few pounds light right now. And are you are you immunocompromised with your condition or no? I, I I am and my diet is not great. I'm gluten intolerant. I'm lactose intolerant. I okay. can't really have sugar. Yeah. So it's all all the things that you don't uh, you know want to have. So I, I can't even have ice cream or a cookie. But so if you yeah. can have ice cream or a cookie, it's good. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah. So now we'll just we're just gonna wait for Patrick Ewing to get better, and then hopefully this will all be over. I hope so. They're the latest on them. I don't know what they said. They just said he had it. He just said he had it, but you know, you never know. It's it's kind of weird how they just kind of like throw it out there. I mean, I know like the Bon Jovi's keyboardist had it, but he's like struggling with it for five weeks, uh, and eventually got over it. You never know what's happening. We heard Tom Hanks had it, but we don't know exactly what's going on. I know Bon Jovi was working in a restaurant, which is very nice of him to be so down to earth to do that. Most celebrities, I imagine, are holed up with like. Yeah. Answering the door and they're taking, they're yeah, or they're all singing Imagine by John Lennon in their homes, making us kind of like... What's been the, uh, what's been the hardest aspect of all this for you, Evan? What's the what? What's been the hardest aspect of all this? The hardest aspect of all this? Uh, <laughs> I just think just the the agreement of it all. I I understand it's very harmful. I just feel like there, it just like with all like the stuff we say about fake news and don't like the media and all that. And then when this thing came around, you know, there was just they kind of hooked us. With the, it's more the agreement because now like you, you're shaming healthy people for the most part, and other deaths are being disregarded. So 
like it's like we have this ideal of having zero people dying from COVID or zero people dying. Like we're trying to uh, supersede the natural course of life, which you know there's a lot of other curves that are not being flattened. Um, whether it's suicide, right? I can see for abuse. other places, but for New York, I spoke to many doctors who said we must do this or else right. we overwhelmed and we oh, overwhelmed. Sure. And yes, people are blaming. Well, you see, you didn't need the job today. That that pisses me off because you have no idea what will happen. Yes. And, and it's better to err on the side of caution, especially New York City with such a... Yes, New York City, you kind of have to. It's really unprecedented and you don't know what you'll need. So, yes, you know, people think can you calculate the exact number of deaths and like people are very flippant and it's not so easy to calculate the exact number of deaths. We just know that when today the Times has, was it yesterday that they printed 100,000? It's horrible and I wish it were less, but there's no way to know what the hell will happen from day to day. Yeah, and like you gotta kind of take the stats with a grain of salt. Obviously, people are dying, but you know you've had these nurses coming out of the woodwork and saying like, you know, they want to put COVID on the death certificate. I had a friend's per, friend lost a family member, and the hospital called them up later, being like, "Um, can we put changes death certificates to COVID?" So you know, just so that they can get the federal funding. Stories, but I don't think the majority of those are Trump. No, the minority because of the people that I know, it was. No, but I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I've, obviously I I don't disagree with what New York City's doing, but I mean, I'm definitely like not a fan of like the stuff like de Blasio was saying about like, you must like let, you know, like he's, he's just, he's not ever a good thing when he's like putting Jews in his tweets. <laughs> like, what is he? Got a single- well, that was ridiculous because he, he, that whole thing is ridiculous because they, first they said they knew it was going to happen and they helped the organizing it or they knew it was going on. They should have just told them, you're not allowed to have a funeral, that's it, because we know you're going to have mass amount of people, right. and that's it, just you can't have it. Yeah. If you you can have it, then maybe you shouldn't have it, and then have it, and then tweet, start to the Jews, <laughs> you do that, you know, that, that would just kill anti-Semitism, that was really dumb. Yes. It should just be a rule that you couldn't have, you know, mass funerals, that's it. If you can't have mass gatherings, you can't have it, that's it. Right. But and what I, did you eat today? You said you went to a restaurant, did you have something really good, like steak? Oh no! I had uh, I had wings and uh, what Kelly had. She had like this sausage platter. It was like a German place. So uh, and, and how did it feel to go to the restaurant for the first oh, time? Oh, awesome! When was the last time you had a restaurant? It was, it was, oh, geez, months. I mean, it's lame. Like you go, you know, like you go to fro like a froyo place. You can't like get samples anymore, or you go to you know like you order. You walk into like a Mexican place. You can't like go to the salsa bar and you know little things like that. To me, it's asinine. Like people, like I have two friends personally that died. That were one was thirty six, one was uh, forty two, and you have people saying, "I can't wait to go bowling." In certain states, they want to go bowling. And right. I, yeah, I don't understand why you need a, to go bowling. Those aren't a good look. It's not a good look when they like when they say those things because it kind of you know like when they say, "I want to play golf during a protest." It's it's that's not the thing you want to say. Um, yeah, and New York City—it's it's such like big metropolitan areas. I mean, it's 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 a rough thing to do. LA is a little also different. A big idea of why was the subway open so long? But they also had the need for, even if you say many doctors had cars, many nurses needed subway to get to the hospital. So if they catch twenty-two, you need the subway for the medical staff to get to right. help save the people's lives. Right. But on the same hand, it's possible that you're spreading disease on the subway. So these are really very, very difficult questions that are hard to answer. It's easy to answer the back to blame. 
I don't get why they had certain cleanings only later. <laughs> like last week, they had a certain cleaning. They should also have a cleaning every day, but it's sure. very, very hard questions. Yes. And there's no like articles like, what about the homeless? Like we have a ton of homeless people in LA and they're like, maybe we can put like 10% of them in motel sixes or, or downtown LA hotel. Like there's, but there's never been like a COVID outbreak among homeless people. So even though they're the ones that are like not washing their hands. So they may be higher resistant because they've seen everything. They've possibly, maybe they're, I'm not a doctor, I don't know, but maybe they're more resistant because they've, they, they, they had so much infection already. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, when we're like, you know, technically this staying inside weakens your immune system because you need to expose yourself to all the, the fun stuff that life has to offer. Uh, so it, you just have to, you know, you want to ride it out, but at the same time you want to, you know, show, still feel like you have some control over this thing. So it's a, it's a tough balance. Uh, yeah, I love movies and I'm wondering like, will anyone go to the movie theater? I love the Knicks, even though they stink. Sure. I don't know if I'll ever go to the garden again to watch a game. Uh, uh, you know, I, w- yeah, I mean, I, that's just like person's ability. I mean, I don't know. I, I would, I would go tomorrow if it opened just me personally, but um, yeah, it just depends. What was the last movie you saw in the theater? <laughs> Maybe it was Sonic the Hedgehog, which I liked. Because Jim good? Carrey was amazing. Jim Carrey was always oh, old Jim Carrey. It was great. I just always loved going to the movies to hear people's reactions. Like even horror movies when it's obvious of what's uh, going to happen and they still scream. Yeah. That really makes the movie. And everyone's yeah. saying that Netflix is better. Like, no. You're not going to surprise yourself. Whatever reaction you have, you're not going to say, oh my, I just scared myself. Yeah. I just got scared. Yeah. I always that- loved it. It's always better. Yeah, like watching comedies and movies, it's kind of interesting to hear like which jokes get the biggest laughs among like what. Right. Well, that's the thing with Zoom comedians; they complain that they would tell a joke and they have no feedback to know if it's funny or not because they have no reaction. Yeah, I haven't I haven't done uh, Zoom comedy yet. I mean, I might. I'm trying to pull off a couple that I would maybe do. Um, Otherwise, I just kind of wrote like a I made up like a lecture about Corona in the media, and I'm trying to promote that as well just to kind of pivot a little bit there's a comedian i don't know if you know him april levine he wrote a, an interesting piece in the new york times he joked about corona and he's one of the people i wrote about when i asked yeah. if it's okay or not his grandmother died of covid and then he still told jokes like the next day then he's and he's a cancer survivor and he just said you have to continue using humor sure and uh, he's a grandchild of holocaust survivors sure he was mad, you know, that she beat the Holocaust and died from this. And he said, you know, but you never know what can happen. But he was just saying that you have to keep going with humor in any way possible and just keep trying to keep going on through life. And by no means belittling anything. But school is the main thing that, you know, life is back. And I just I hope school can get back when it's safe because you want it to be safe. But I don't know. I don't know when it will be. And I don't know. I don't know when the soonest can be safe for I don't know, 12 to 18 months, I think, is what they're saying. Yeah, it's more, I think, the concern of, like, the staff who are not kids, because kids are pretty pretty all right. So right, you don't my, want teachers to all get sick, and it's very crazy. Yeah, my, my kids at, the, at an age where he, the school was able to, like, submit an application to, like, open it up for his age group, so he might be able to go, he's going to go back um, next month. Um, right. But, you know, everyone's, like, there's talk like maybe they're going to start the next school year in July or they're going to push it. Like, we don't know. Like our governor is obviously a one man show and he's very inconsistent. So um, it's hard to know what he's, what he's planning. Um, but, so much of this is so like hard to believe. Like if anyone would have told you this, would you believe him? I, I, I don't know. I don't know why SARS and 
you know, didn't get as bad. Other things didn't get as bad. But it's, uh, there were people in January I was asking about, and they said, no, it'll be just like the flu. I mean, not just over the 30 people right. in January. It just as a journalist and as a nervous, uh, as a nervous Jewish person, and with also with my own, my own, sure. people, and they they said no, it's, it'll be fine. But there's something called the positive bias that everything will be fine. Right. But you also don't want to be a positive person, and I guess in the Darwinian sense, you need to be positive to survive. Yeah. So I think that there's sometimes compounding each other in your mind. You want to be positive and look on the bright side of things. Yeah. But it may sometimes make you think that something bad can't happen when it can't. Yeah, it's uh, man. I, I mean, I've heard like people saying like they were driving like up in Westchester where that was where they were like having a yeah, National Rochelle Guard came in. Place, yeah, like, and you know, I had like if they, it can happen in New Rochelle, it can happen in New York City. If it can happen in New York City, it can happen anywhere. Sure, and I had people like driving through the area, and they were saying like the the National Guard officers were saying, "No worry, it's just like the flu." So who who knows? You know, it, it just depends where you hear stuff. It's just it's kind of crazy to see like censorship stepped up as much as it has been and uh you know but you know it, it's definitely appealed to our inner germaphobe so where uh when you have the cdc saying don't wear masks because they don't help but by the way we need them for the doctors all in one sentence that that makes you do a double take but then all of a sudden it's like everyone needs to wear a mask and then you know right so when it goes from <laughs> not helping it's required you know something's wrong yeah, there's definitely some some inconsistency there, but I mean, you know, they're probably like six steps ahead of but us. I, I was and, telling people to wear masks, and they didn't believe me. They laughed at me, and they called me crazy, and then they called me up two weeks later, saying you're yeah. right. Yeah, and I said, "This is the time I wished I was wrong." Yeah, yeah. They're uh, all right. We're gonna get back to my talk with Alan Zeitlin, but first, let's talk about Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/FunnyEvan. That is the link you go to to support this podcast to keep it breathing and alive um you can sponsor uh monthly uh, for as little as a dollar a month you're just kind of helping uh, me out with with hosting costs with having the time available to talk to all my facebook friends i've spoken to over 100 of them already from all walks of life and uh it's really interesting to find out how much i didn't already know or knew or you know or just caught up with uh it, it's you never know what you're going to get. It is it is Forrest Gump's box of chocolates. So if you can support this continuing at Patreon.com, it's extremely, extremely, extremely appreciated. And of course, you can also go to Teespring.com slash stores slash Awkward with Evan. I believe that is where um, you can get uh, socially awkward clothes. And uh, you can check that out in the show notes. And for now, let's get back to our talk with Alan. All right, you're back. Hey, sorry, I lost you. One thing I write about dating, so it's interesting to me that I'm single, unfortunately, but I could tell from your picture that things are good with you, and I could always, people would come and ask me when they're engaged, if it's a good match. And my mother, uh, she passed away, unfortunately, but she made 15 marriages. And I know many couples now, they they said, now we realize we hate each other because we have to actually <laughs> talk. But, but, you know, it's when you get married and you have the, the sickness and health and good and bad, that there's no... Uh, no priest or minister says, and if there's a pandemic, you'll see how you really treat each other. Well, yes. When you're married, you need to you need to uh, watch uh, event 201 at Johns Hopkins with Bill Gates, so that you can uh, go through the simulation before you you tie the knot. That'll let you know, and you're through <laughs> when you can survive it. But one thing that bothered me, and I actually watch Fox News, CNN, and every I watch everything, and I, yeah. I think every channel is messed up. Yeah. 
but they had on one of the first nights they had on Fox News, I was literally crying because I could see what was going to happen to my city right. and everything. And I was scared for myself even. And I saw a lawyer who was very cheery yeah. and literally she said that people should work on their wills and that she and her other friends who are divorce lawyers are going to oh, have God. a lot to do when the pandemic clears. Yeah. That's, you know, but I, I think that a lot of people will see they have a better marriage than they thought. Yeah, I think there's there's that side of it too. I mean, we, we it's just the, the most trying part has been just like having the kid go to school on Zoom for four hours a day um, is rough. But you know, he's we at least can see like his progress, and you know, he's for the most part he's been all right. That's that's the biggest strain on us is that you know she can't do as much she can't do as much as like of her like acting stuff or her promotion, and she has to kind of she's the the one in charge of him more and right. getting him to do school. You're not stuff. one of those people. I, do you fear that you're, I know different parents don't let their kids have some say you can't watch any TV or have any video games. And then with this, it said, have at it. Here's PlayStation. Here's yeah, this. And yeah, they're where, afraid they're going to, you know, totally yeah. become br- dumb and lose all their brain cells. Uh, it's what, a per- what's your take on it's that? It's a perpetual struggle. It's a perpetual struggle because, you know, what else can we do? Um, but you know, it's more about like being disciplined enough. Like we're trying to start half hour screens, one hour, you got to play half hour, more screens, one hour. You right. play. But sometimes like, I think what you're really saying, the hardest thing is in life, we have a routine and balance. And when everything is thrown off balance, it's yeah. very hard to get back. Yeah. Because I mean, if he had regular school, he would not have screens at all. Um, right, so right. just not he'd be off it. But you know, the thing is like, if he's on a phone, it's much worse than if he's on an iPad. It's just like the phone kind of like just sucks you in that much more. And, you know, he's not necessarily watching bad stuff, but he's just like, he's just like, he's addicted. He gets addicted like uh, quickly. Right. So yeah, he, I think people, what people don't appreciate about teachers, like when I was a student, I was a pretty good student, but yeah. I just thought that the lessons were just came out of the sky. Like I never imagined <laughs> that the teacher had to think about it and make a lesson and I, I didn't realize, you know, all the all the things the teacher has to prepare for even be on the spot. Like from teaching for 15 years, you know, you have to be a psychologist, you have to be a comedian, you have to be a showman and you have to know the material. If you just know the material, that's it. You know, that I think people will see that, you know, that without teachers, it does leave a lot out of it. But yeah, they can only do what you do. I'm, I'm hoping that there will be a vaccine soon that will help and let teachers get back and be all right. Yeah, they're appreciated, and uh, yeah, it's it's gonna definitely be. Uh, we'll see. Who what was the, your favorite teacher that you had growing up? Oh man, my fifth grade teacher, Mr. Stamler, was great. Man, he he. Stamler, uh, what was good about him? He was he was he created he I he made me really good at my my arithmetic. There are a lot of worksheets like addition, subtraction, big multiplication, and division. Um, but also, like he created this whole like simulation of life. He called it Snake River Valley, and he kind of like we all had to like you know choose our occupations, and we would engage in like business, or maybe he would have like a, do another thing with us where we would uh, create our own product for like the stock market, and then he would give us like bulletins during the day, and we'd have to decide how to react to those as a stock investor. So I just remember I was like I was like a newspaper guy, I was like I was the media guy in Snake River Valley, but. You know, you had other people like bankers. You had people like selling cars, making cars, and it was just extremely creative right. and highly applicable. And I, he was a brilliant guy. Yeah. Well, my favorite was an English teacher because I would have history after gym, and I would drink a lot of water after gym. And my yep. history teacher never let me go to the bathroom, <laughs> and she would say, "No, you can never go." So my English teacher would let me go, and he he went to bat for me and said to the teacher, "You know, that's not cool." 
I also had a psychology teacher that was good, except ironically, she would lock the door and not let anyone in who came in late. So even though she taught AP psychology, unfortunately, she wasn't very good at psychology. No, that's definitely a reverse psychology. Uh, hilarious. Okay. Um, so, so I guess what, what, I don't know, do you have any, do you have any um, big predictions then for the next uh, few months of how this stuff is going to Outcome, I don't know. I'm a huge outcomes. Mets fan. I think, I think I'm a huge baseball fan, a huge Mets fan. I just don't understand how baseball could happen without fans. And I know there's a whole money issue. So I guess they have TV contracts right? and they can still get part of that. And, right. and that's why they're doing that. Um, I, I think it's better to just hold off until it's more safe and not risk life even one person. But it's the whole thing of money and, and how much is a life worth? I don't know. You put, how can you put a price tag on someone's life? Apparently, there are people that do. Yeah. And in football, I don't know why they think they're more safe if they're wearing helmets. Or I also think all the athletes <laughs> think that they're – I mean, thank God no athlete yet that we know of or a major one has passed yeah. away. They just think, like, it won't bother them because they're athletes that say, oh, I have it, and they show no symptoms. Yeah. So I think, unfortunately, it could happen that it could harm someone. I don't want it to, obviously, but – Right. I think people should never get ahead and think that it's going to be totally fine. People are just assuming like no athlete will ever have a problem. Yeah. And then if you do go ahead with that sport and they do, then, then I don't know. So I guess they can try it. Which of the sports do you think has the best chance to make it fly football or baseball? Or- uh, I think baseball has the best chance. I mean, football, because of the timing, I don't think I, I think football has, you know, they're, they're like tough the guys away from now about it. I think culturally football has no, no issue. Baseball, I feel, is the easiest one to put back on. And, you know, NBA, just it's up to the players. If the players want to do it, they should do it. It's just like, what if someone has a cold one day? Are they now going to quarantine for two weeks? Is LeBron going to miss the series if he has a sniffle before game one of the Western Conference Finals? You know, it's... You know, I mean, I think they might. Also, I know Joe Rogan tests all his guests, and I know he recently went from YouTube to Spotify, but... I'm not sure. Then they say the tests are accurate, but do you believe those tests are accurate? The one he has on his guest, right? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'll, I look forward to seeing him on Spotify. I know YouTube's just been a pain in the butt in terms of letting things stay on. Like, I know like good people are getting their their videos that have nothing to do with anything. It's just the fact that, say, they interviewed someone controversial in one episode, we're going to take down this other episode or not allow that episode as well, and or strip the whole channel. I just, I don't know. It's, it's very odd. It's just, it's a very, it has a 1984 vibe for me that the idea it's of like, very sad. And it's also sad. Forget, forget Trump, not Trump, Biden, not Biden. No, no politician rang, rang any bell or at least loud enough to uh, early enough, except for, I think Tom Cotton. Right. If you look at Tom Cotton on February 11th, he's like grilling these generals. Right. And he's saying, can't this come here? And they're just like, pooing him and saying it's not a big deal so i guess other than him so and i don't know what could have been done but you just i just hope we get we got to get this virus hell out of here i don't know yep. i don't know if you pray or you don't pray or god or no god or that's another article people will believe in we, god more or less we, we just want know, the but. yeah we just want the places open here <laughs> we don't have the places open i know yeah, that, i'm just shocked that you were able to go to a restaurant i have friends that are restaurant owners that have totally will be losing their fortunes that have worked for Sure. And you just poof goes up in smoke, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like one one comment. Like in New York City, nobody's going to risk their life for a brisket. No, but I mean, you know, it's like how popular can takeout be? I mean, obviously, these places are all doing takeout and delivery, but you know, it's right. it's just you know, 
I don't know. I don't know if they're doing it as much. They're doing it for them, but they're also like doing it. There's a demand. Like whenever you see these restaurants open up or defying an order, like they're packed. The places are packed and they run out of, sometimes they run out of food because everyone just like is ready to go. So, right, right. You know, but I mean, safety number one, but I'm surprised the restaurant you went to, did they like email you, hey, we're open, come on down? No, no, a friend of Kelly's went there yesterday or two days ago and was like, you know, do you know this place is open? And we, we went and like, you know, they're just people, a few like employees sitting at the bar. And then we just like sat outside on our own and they were, you know, wearing their masks and everything. And, you know, they're, they're all right. They're nice. You know, they, how weird is it to feel weird to be in a restaurant in 2020? <laughs> it's you're going to hopefully it'll, it'll, it won't, it'll be less weird as we continue. I mean, it's weird. I hope so. You know, yeah. they have, uh, they had all these movies that came out, you know, Outbreak, which was okay. Right. And some other ones that weren't as good, but if they made a movie about this, I don't think it was done. Well, people say like, you know, be honest, this will never happen. Right. Well, you know, there's obviously going to be a lot more coming out soon. There, I think there's even like some COVID stuff being put out there. So, yeah, we'll keep watching. I even Netflix. talked to someone in Israel that went on a date, and he said, "You went on a date like this with a mask?" And he said, "Yeah." I said, "How was the date?" He said, "I could barely understand what she was saying." <laughs> and I said, "How was it so necessary to go?" I said, "Even like if things went well, what was going to happen?" And he's like, "Nothing." So why couldn't you wait? And he said, "Well, maybe she's the one." Right, and I said, "Wow, that's a true, true love." You know, that would have been a great story to tell if your first at your wedding, if your first date was, uh, you know, doing that. But there actually are couples that are still getting married, right, with masks and with all that. Even right. in New York, they're still getting married, right. And uh, and that way, at least, life goes on. Yeah, yep, yep. Cool, man. Well, yeah, this was this was good catching up. Um, yeah, definitely stick around. Right, and, thank and you and so I'll... much. You should be well, and hopefully. Yeah. Eat at many more restaurants, and hopefully this virus will get the hell out of here. <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll kick its butt, and uh, yes, and you've now you're now you're an alumnus of socially awkward, so this is good. All right, thanks so much. You got it. All right, want to thank Alan for taking the time to talk on this socially awkward forum. Uh, he's definitely going through a lot over there and obviously New York as a whole is going through a lot over there. So hopefully things will make more sense very soon and we can get back to what we know is normal. And, uh, that would be lovely. Uh, so again, if you want to find out more about this podcast, go to awkward with Evan on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course, Apple podcasts, write your five-star reviews. Um, I am just lining people up. This is the stuff you can do now. Uh, when you're always home. So in the meantime, uh, stay awkward because I definitely am. Bye. Thanks for listening. Go to awkwardwithevan.com to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Now for Evan's mom to pick out his clothes for tomorrow. See you next time on Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Wexel. Wexel.